step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Winchester Radio. Tonight we're going to talk about the episode Golden Time, episode number six of season 15, written by Meredith Glynn, directed by John Showalter, who's directed many episodes of Supernatural, an old-timer and a good one. Um, Meredith, not so much. Uh, Anyway... This episode, I, I I guess I sort of liked it overall. I have issues with parts of it. I have um, a really big issue <laughs> with um, some things that came to light as said by the writer on Twitter, which, uh, no, 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 I disagree with highly, but we can talk about the episode for a little while. <laughs> um it was not only uh, the return of Eileen, but also follow-up on Rowena. And we got to see that, which I, I, one part that I thought was really cool is that, and something very logical is that Rowena hexed her apartment so nobody could get in. And you walked in, you died almost on the spot pretty quickly but the one person who got in and could walk around just fine was Sam and I thought that was cool that she it was like anybody but Sam and would you think Sam and Dean probably because if Dean died and walked yeah. into Rowena's apartment okay. Sam would be none too pleased what's that I would I would say that would be the only reason and not because I think Rowena didn't, didn't like Dean it's not that and I Dean had affection for Rowena, like I think, but Sam was her favorite, and like Dean says, was her protege. So I think, yeah, while yeah. I don't think the intention of it being a will, like her hex essentially being her will, was very pointed to Sam, mm-hmm. and I love that. Yeah, I I did too. I really really like that. I liked I like which Sam. I like him saying, you know, I was taught by the best. Um, her her character over the years have had actually had a really nice evolution. Things worked pretty logically, and she didn't turn one way or the other that quickly. Um, so yeah, I uh, I really liked it, and and I miss her. But she had a great. She actually had a pretty good send off. And I love that she left all her stuff to Sam and that she had kept journals all these years. Makes perfect sense. If you live that long, can't remember everything. 
so she wrote it all down. I liked uh, I liked Dean acknowledging Sam was her protege, and he likes it, even though he's none too fond of witches in general. I mean, I know his feelings change, of course, towards Rowena, but um, I liked him calling Sam Ginger Jr., though there's barely any red in, in, <laughs> in, in Sam's hair. When the sun hits it just right, it's got kind of a red-gold sheen to it, but uh, I liked that part. Um, I... You know, I'm just going to go with the pretty for a second. How I just, Sam out running. I know he he was researching. He and Dean had a conversation. Dean was wearing hot dog pants. Anyway, Dean was annoying. And then Sam went out to have a run. And I, my God, I, I actually wrote down, he runs like a gazelle. <laughs> and, and fast, and it was just—it was just really cool to see. And he looked very pretty. And there's not much, much more I have to add to that. Um, but I'm not terribly sorry about it because he was mighty pretty. Um, you disagree? <laughs> never. I'm never going to disagree with that. Um, I, I had said going back to the witch thing. I had said um, one of the things I like about Dean is that over the course of, you know, the past 11, 12 seasons, he's gone from thinking witches were the absolute bottom rung of everything to mm-hmm. having affection for Rowena and support for Sam's endeavors as, 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 as a witch as well. And I, I like that. I like that he came to realize that spell work can be helpful and that kind of connection to the elements in the world can be helpful. And I like that mm-hmm. he doesn't seeing it as Sam is something he's trying to encourage and nurture instead of shy away from mm-hmm. because in theory you would think that he'd be like, I don't like that you're doing this to yourself. And instead being the right. place he's like, no, 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 this is a good thing. And I want you to embrace it. And I want you to learn. Um, mm-hmm. As for Sam being pretty when he runs, yeah, uh, it. I mean, there's never any battle. We see one of them uh, lurking out. We've seen Sam do it more than Dean, but we've seen Dean do it like what once, maybe twice, once I can think of. But this is, I think, the third time we see Sam uh, exercise in some way. And he's mentioned going mm-hmm. for a run before, and this is the first time we see it. And I really enjoy it. The only thing that kind of threw me out of it is it's so clearly Vancouver. It's so mm-hmm. very clearly <laughs> like. Family Park. <laughs> well, yeah. And what else, what else, and, I'm going to jump ahead a bit. What also really bothers me is that it's also so very clearly the exact same location as where Cass is doing his hunt that it's so jarring. Like, nobody even made an effort to make it, like, let's film at a different spot maybe. No, no, no. We're going to just all film it right in the same chunk of Family Park with the same, like, horizon even. Like, if you look at the horizon mm-hmm. when Sam is running, it's the same as when Cass goes and kills the, the djinn. It's exactly the same. And it's, it actually took me out of the episode entirely. <laughs> I, you know, I, there's, there's things that just aren't, there's just not as much effort being put into some things as uh, there used to be. <laughs> um, oh. That's uh, not the only thing. Hmm. 
Um, another another thing I thought was kind of funny is that, um, and it's actually a, a good thing, but it made me laugh because a ghost appears. Well, we know when there's a ghost around, you get cold spots. Well, how did Sam even notice a cold spot if he's like running <laughs> in the in the fall winter? It was chilly and, and wet. <laughs> it's obviously Vancouver, but he's chilly and wet already. Like, how did he even notice? <laughs> There was a I, I, I know. Spot. <laughs> well, and also, it's in the beginning okay. when Eileen is, is like vaguely haunting the bunker, and apparently Meredith clarified this on Twitter, but her clarification is still, I'm sorry, it's bullshit. I'm not even, I'm dead, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm not even going to try to sugarcoat that. But her explanation was, you know what, it's, it's one of where several. The, where the boy, <laughs> yeah, but this one is, there was a cut scene where Sam and Dean lowered the wards on the bunker. Why would they even do that? Just, I mean, it, the, the idea of having them do that, cut or not, makes, doesn't make any more sense than, than it, it being cut. It genuinely doesn't. It's such, I don't understand how they can have two characters that they want to tell us are so smart. You know, Sam went to Sanford on a full ride. Dean is basically an engineering genius in his, like, on his own, self-taught. They are, like mm-hmm. Dean's a master strategist. Sam is basically a witch. And you want to tell me they're stupid enough to lower the wards on their home? When they're well, like we've down, seen everybody like, and their brother can walk in anyway. First of all, I didn't question it because I stopped questioning what the point of the, the bunker having wards is to begin with because it doesn't seem to matter. So I didn't question mm-hmm. it, but when somebody did, and the answer is they lowered the wards, is just, it's the same thing that I know that I beat this horse, I know I do, but it's the same concept of we're going to throw cannon out the window to make the joke. And the funny thing is, is the first yeah. time I ever used that is something I'm going to reference later. But it's, you don't even need, like, you're, you are so lax with cannon and so cavalier so flippant. The fact that you felt that that was what you needed to explain in this episode, that? So let me tell you, that's mm. far from the dumbest thing in this episode. That's far from the dumbest thing in this season. I'm, yep. I'm not even, I, I can't even entertain the level of hubris that Meredith Glynn in particular has on Twitter. There's a lot, there's, there's several other writers that I dislike their writing more than hers, but her attitude is one that just gets under my skin and I can't, I just can't with her. Yeah. Uh, and the old, but oh, regardless, I'll just regardless, make new cannon. The thing with yeah. The thing with Eileen's ghost and the cold spot, like I can't even sit here and be like, Ooh, how did he feel the cold? Cause at this point I'm simply like, yeah, because reasons. Yeah. It's like, I can't, I can't, I can't even, I can't even get angry, you know. It's just like, oh, whatever. Oh, know? I'm angry. It's, it's, I'm livid. Yeah, I, I'm livid, and not not with the cannon sales. I'm angry with her. No, I'm not talking about being hot. Yes, I'm. I'm. I meant was it's like cold spot. Well, it's chilly. How did he even see it was a cold spot? That's what I'm saying. Doesn't make oh, me yeah, angry. I, I can't the even. The rest of it. The rest of it. Yes, that makes me angry, and the attitude. And the cavalier and the whole ah, new canon. I'll just make up new. No, 
No. <laughs> you know what? And, and just because so, so that we don't continue, so, I mean, we might still, but just so that I don't continue to harp on it that badly, I'm going to skip ahead to what I'm going to say for later. In mm-hmm. season eight, when, when Ben Edlin screwed up with the Grand Canyon, Mm-hmm. And the, the thing with this is, is, you know, the fact that he that he admitted to his screw up is twofold. So he wrote it. It went through several drafts. It went through, you know, it, it went through editing, and nobody caught it. And then it went into production, and nobody caught it. It went into editing, and nobody caught it. Or if they caught it, they didn't care. And when Ben Edmund was called out on it, he went, you know what? My bad. I screwed that up. I'm sorry. There's mm-hmm. nothing I can do about it mm-hmm. now. And I apologize. I remember. And he didn't sit there, and he didn't throw anybody else under the bus about it because he could have, as an as a producer and as a writer, he could have said, "Yeah, I screwed up, but nobody else caught it either." He mm-hmm. didn't throw anybody below him under the bus. He just went, "I screwed up." And here we have, you know, that cut scene, which we don't know why it was cut. She says cut for time. I'd like to think it was cut for stupidity. Um, and then we yeah. have, then we have later on, you're going to have a ghost choke another ghost and have a ghost gasp for breath. And you're going to, Oh my God. You're, and no one's going to catch that. Not a season director, not the other actors. I don't even know if that was in the script, but nobody caught that in editing. Nothing. Like I'm so tired of, of characters who can't breathe gasping for air. You don't have lungs. And then to also have yeah. this new canon of, when you go to hell, you can't get back. When your soul goes to hell, it can't go to heaven. It annoyed well, me with Kevin, but I thought, yeah, it annoyed me with Kevin, and I thought, maybe that's going to be a thing where it's not, that's not why Kevin can't come back. Maybe that's going to be a thing. But to find out that that was put in place with Kevin, just so you could have this episode with Eileen, is so infuriating. And then to tell people, new canon established in 1502, and then to double down when you're called out on that and say, oh, or the boys just didn't know. No, because how many souls have been to hell and gone back to heaven? We've had John, Bobby, Dean, mm-hmm. arguably Sam. Sam, arguably Sam. Um, and Multiple as somebody pointed out. Characters. And not only that, somebody character. pointed out to me on, on Twitter, and this is arguable because he's not a he doesn't have a soul. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in the mm-hmm. arguable, but also, God, this should have really given you a moment to pause. Lucifer. Yeah. So don't and someone else like, pointed out Kevin and, and then went to heaven. Yeah. The problem is, is you could have given me another reason for Kevin, or just not done the Kevin thing at all. Because let's put let's be real. Obviously, it was just casting to have Azra Chow in an episode in the last season and let's make up a reason why this is happening. Fine. But you could have made up a reason. You could have said, you could have had him say I'm in hell because I'm a prophet who was killed by an angel. And apparently that's, that's a no-no for, the, for the, the veil. Okay. Give me that. You could have easily told me mm-hmm. that Eileen you know, that you're already telling me that Eileen went to hell because of hellhounds. Fine. You could have easily made up a reason why she can't get in touch. You didn't have to make those two connections. You didn't have to have one in order to facilitate the other. There was no mm-hmm. need for either of these characters. These two characters are, at the end of the day, so unimportant to the grand scheme of this series. Kevin and Eileen are so minuscule. 
that you're going to completely bork cannon for them and then double down on it and treat the audience like they're the ones who don't get it? Absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely infuriating, ridiculous, embarrassing, and rude. Yep, yep, yep. And when it's plain that several essential characters went to hell and then went to heaven, Sam, like you said, arguably Sam, Dean, John, Bobby, they're, they're cornerstones of Supernatural. It's obvious that it can be done, and they just messed around with it and didn't care just for two far lesser characters. And I'll say Kevin's more important than Eileen because he was a prophet and he was around for a while. And I like that. Well, that's why I, like I made the addendum to say in the grand scheme of the, of the series. Because right. in the grand scheme of the series, you can remove Kevin Tran and it doesn't make a whole lot of difference. Like, yes, he has pivotal episodes, but, like, he's not mm-hmm. that intrinsic to the overall storyline of 15 seasons. Now, if you want to bring back mm-hmm. Bob and, like, but you put him in heaven because he was in hell and then you let him go to heaven. <sighs> but fine. Or if you want to bring, mm. you know, if you want to do something with, with Gordon, which I understand Sterling's very, very busy and very, very famous now. So I get it. Um, but of all the characters that have died, like you, you really did this to Kevin, who is more important than Eileen. You did that to Kevin mm-hmm. just to have this episode with Eileen. And I know why you did this. You did this because you got a bunch of flack for killing off a hearing-impaired character. Just like you got a bunch of flack for killing off Charlie the Token Lesbian. You got a bunch of flack, and you figured, how do we fix it? How do we dig ourselves out of this hole? When you didn't have to dig yourself out of the hole, you really didn't. Because you know what? I'm not white, and I'm, I'm going to die one day. It's okay. It's genuinely okay to kill characters who aren't white men because people die. It's the only thing that's guaranteed in life is that you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's dark and morbid, but deal with it because this is a show that has killed across the spectrum. Yes. And if you're going to kill 20 Everyone. people whining about their token fave with their ulterior agenda behind it, get off Twitter and just do your job. Mhm. Yep. I agree. I agree. And I, like I said, I, I, I liked Eileen, but that's, but that's fine that she, that she was killed. I was, I actually was sorry because, and not, not because, oh, we shouldn't have done that because she's deaf, but I just liked her. And I thought it didn't make sense to kill her. Why? You know, it's kind of nice for Sam and Dean to have her as an ally. I liked her as a character. She was a friend of Sam's. They were actually friends. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, but I'm oh, sorry they killed her off, but not for that reason. Um, but like you said, people people die. And especially in Sam and Dean Winchester's world, they die a lot. <laughs> they all die, no matter who and what they and are. The thing is, is with, with Charlie and on top of that, you made them hunters. 
So you put them in the most dangerous profession, and then everyone wants to get upset. Oh, you thought it was real cool when you had a hunter that was a lesbian. You thought it was real cool that you had a hunter that was hearing impaired until they did what hunters do is die. And that's not even, like, how many times has Sam and Dean died? Yes, they get brought back to life because they are the integral characters to the show. And without them coming back to life, then you have no more show. If one dies, the show's over. If both die, the show's super over. Mm-hmm. So it, I get that, but the fact is, is that they have died, and they've died not just during big things. They've died on run-of-the-mill hunts also, mm-hmm. especially Sam. So, no. and Eileen and I were looking. Eileen and I were looking at this the other day because we were talking about, you know, how many times has Sam had to, to deal with Dean actually being dead versus Dean deal with Sam being dead. Um, and what I mean is that Dean dealing with Sam dead is always very fleeting. Where Dean, Sam has had to deal with Dean dead and, you know, bury him and mourn for a significant amount of time and then get Dean back. Like, so that's arguably more traumatic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like, you know, Sam got hit by lightning. Sam got a rebar through him. Sam was shot. In, and those were very run-of-the-mill things. And so you're going to tell me how dare Eileen get killed by hellhounds? Good job, man. You can't, you can't give me equality and then make it unequal. And I say that as a minority. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to go back to ghosts being able to do things that they should not be able to do as ghosts um, that during during the ghost fight before they get to the choking when when Eileen throws Lucinda I thought her name was Lucinda but I guess it's Jesse whatever the, the original first it's dead Jesse. witch in the apartment okay Jesse she flings her and she makes noise when she hits the floor and the shell. Not only that, their fight, their fight is an actual fight. It's a mess. But you, you make a point of having Eileen's hand go through the book and Sam's arm. You have you make it a point yep. of her walking through the wall. You make it a point of her walking of her uh, appearing on the other side of the front door. Like you made this a point. Mm. And I and just at the end. When, when she goes to the Sam's doing the spell with the bathtub, she steps over into the bathtub. Well, there's no yes, reason like, for why that. Didn't she, she can walk through, through the tub. And you know what? The, she the, could step the through it. Eileen being a ghost were really good up until the bathtub. The bathtub looked real yeah. cheap, guys. But everything up until the bathtub was really cool with her. Really well done. Mm-hmm. Not you know didn't it looked it looked up to budget. It was very clean. It was great. And then all of a sudden, the bathtub mm-hmm. just seemed to look so bizarre. Yeah, it did. And I don't know why she had to come back naked. I, People who died well, and come back, you know, come back wearing clothes, usually. And it's, and it's funny. She had a towel. The, the, the people who, yeah, the people who want to scream the most about uh, misogyny are the same people who were like, oh, my gosh, she's making it for the Sam. This is amazing. It's the irony is just, ooh, not lost on me. But, like, 
I guess clearly Sam knew that she was going to be naked because he gave her the respect of turning around, so he knew, and there was mm-hmm. a towel ready. Right. I guess obviously she would have been. How did he know? Blood, so there's gonna be a towel. But how did he know? I, First time I don't they know. Did this like maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe the spell like had something to do with like a rebirth, and he just assumed that like you know you're born naked, mm-hmm. a new body, whatever. Her clothes technically were not corporeal. Like that's a, that is like I'll yeah. give you that. Her, her clothes were a manifestation of mm-hmm. the spirit. Okay, logically I get it. Do I think it was really unnecessary? Yes, I think it was wholly unnecessary. And if she's a rebirth and bringing her back, why is she still deaf? Well, I mean, if she was you know? born, if she was born hearing impaired, I don't remember. Well, that's true. Exception. And I, I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I do just think it was very, um, it was unnecessary, I think, like to make sure that we mm-hmm. knew she was naked in front of Sam or behind Sam. Like, I just felt that that was cheap and unnecessary. And while clearly Shoshana had clothes on from the chest down because it's really easy to just have a naked shoulder, uh, I just don't think it was necessary to do that to her or the character. Like, I just thought it was cheap, especially on the yeah, show that I think it was do. When it comes to that, has done a lot in the in the in the most recent years to not be cheap in that way where you know previously we had like when Meg is tortured and Ruby is tortured like it was extremely mm-hmm. gratuitous yes. and they've made big strides to get away from that and I just felt like it was mm-hmm. unnecessary but I, I also and... why it was done. I, I know exactly why Meredith did it I know that I can guarantee you it was in the script and I know why she did it because I know who her little friends are on, on Twitter I know why she did it and I hope they enjoy the little nod because it's the best they're going to get. A little nod to what? I didn't hear. Which part? Uh, you said at the end, I know it was a nod to... Oh, I hope they enjoy the little nod because it's the best they're going to get. Uh, I, I'm guessing you're talking about they want to push Sam off with Eileen. And they yeah, they want her, so they, they want, were, yeah, they want so that, her to so that someone will go away about Sam. So Sam yeah, will go away. Yeah, because if you get Sam like, out of the picture, if you get Sam out of the picture, then you get Dean with nobody but Dean. Oh my God, who could he possibly oh, hang out with for forever? Aww. Who could there possibly be around there? That's oh. cute, but no. <laughs> um, so again, but yeah, you know, no, yes, that's not happening. Yeah, Shoshana's going to be in, a, in one more episode that we know of. I wouldn't be surprised if she gets killed again. <laughs> or if our eyes said, you know, here's the thing. Yeah, that could they be. did make it a point to say, they did make it a point to say that she doesn't want to talk about hell. And I think it's one thing to be a ghost and, and have been in hell. Now she has to be a human and incorporate herself back mm-hmm. into the world as a hunter who's been to hell. And so I do think it might be right. cool if they do something with that. I'm not holding my breath. Um, mm. But I do think I and do Sam think says it helps to cool talk about that. it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I could see her wanting to talk to Sam and Dean. Well, here's the thing. I was going to say, here's the thing. Yeah, here's the thing. The show really wants to always ever push, like, you can only talk to one brother about one thing. But the fact is, is that Sam and Dean have 
far more shared experience than separate experience. Like, yes, their experiences in hell were different, but at the end of the day, they were both in hell. And Mm -hmm. nobody is going to have the experience in hell that either one of them did. Uh, So, I mean, how many people can say, aside from Rowena, that they were personally tortured by Lucifer? But also Sam was tortured by Lucifer and Michael. Rowena couldn't say that. And Dean... And who had to go through being a torturer. Turned Again, into the very torturer. Few, right, so very, very few different. are going to have that into a torturer. Yeah. In theory, um, most souls I, are just tortured by low-level demons, so whatever. So yeah. the fact is, is Eileen could talk to either one of them, just like Rowena could have talked to either one of them. I appreciate them mm-hmm. actually giving Sam people that care about Sam, and I'm not going to take that away because it's something that we've all complained about for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I resent the fact that the minute you have somebody care about Sam, just because it's a woman, everyone wants them to bone. And I don't understand it. Why can't Sam just have something mm-hmm. for Sam? Yeah, it was nice. That's why I liked Eileen, because they seemed, they do have a nice chemistry as, as friends to me. You know, I liked that from before. That's why I don't mind her coming coming back, because and I and I don't even mind that Sam brought her back because after losing so much, it was kind of nice to be able to do something for Eileen. And I noticed he kept it he kept it friendly. You know, he was very gentlemanly. He was very friendly. And if I was even suggesting something it was so vague if you weren't really looking for it you're not going to see anything and I don't like that idea I don't like anything about it and yes I know why Meredith did it and it's ridiculous and and uh, and I will say like personal agenda and I don't like it the the real Mm -hmm. the real Eileen made a good point last night where she said if you are standing there naked and own, like wet and naked or just in a towel in mm-hmm. front of and, and Sam Winchester hugs you like that, friend zoned. Yep. <laughs> so because like, like Yeah. Mhm. But you know and again those are the odd nuances of this episode that make me not dislike the episode, but just really side-eye the episode because without those little things and without that undercurrent of push and almost mockery that the writer had, it's a decent episode. Like, we very rarely get an episode that's centered on Sam. We very rarely get an episode where Sam gets to um, show, show how competent he is on his own. And I, I, mm-hmm. I, I love Sam being the little brother, and I love being running in to save Sam all the time. Like that's my jam. I, I will eat that mm-hmm. with a spoon all day long. But I also like when mm-hmm. Sam's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm a badass in my own right. Like him finding the hex bag, like him knowing to look for the hex bag. Right. And you know, and. Getting these spell ingredients I, while he was out of sight of Emily when he was getting everything out of Rowena's um, apartment, yeah. you know, thinking I might need to defend myself or, or, or attack and putting what he needed to, to 
to take care of that. Yeah, I love that. I love smart Sam. Which Sam very together. And also, and, let me tell you, I love nothing more in this world, and I will scream it from the top of every hill, that Sam Winchester learned how to sign my brother. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. All of that. I was, that was awesome. All of that. You know, it was like, yep, one of the first things he, he, he learned, someone was putting how many languages Sam can say my brother in, <laughs> you know, including um, uh, American time. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it it's got to be his most used phrase. Absolutely. My so, my brother and I. Ooh, it, ooh. it was just great. Get my brother. I don't know he figured why I might need that sometime. To, decided to unmute itself. That was weird. Watch <laughs> yourself, CW app. Um, yeah, I, I love that. I love that he he did that. Yep. It's. I like mm-hmm. that he was learning to sign anyway because it's just it's a smart thing to do. And like for me, as someone who like used to be fairly proficient at ASL and has really fallen out of it and regrets falling out of it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just enjoyed that because I just did. But, yeah, when he, so when he was just signing with her at the gas station, I was like, oh, that's cute. But then when he signed it mm-hmm. with my brother, I was like, oh, yeah, give me all of that all day, every day. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I I, I watched somebody, I think, was it Michael, who, who gifted and I just watched it over and over and over again and made myself learn it. <laughs> so on just, a shallow note, like, yeah, on a shallow note, like, Jared Padalecki's giant hand signing is a good time anyway. I would be super shallow mm-hmm. about that. Um, yep. yep. Uh, it was kind of cool to see two actresses that we haven't seen in a long, long time for one of them. Well, actually, for both of them, it's been a long time, mm-hmm. but... Um, I think Keegan did a great job. I know some people were kind of clowning her accent, but I mean, to me, she sounded fine. She sounded pretty good to me. I, you know, I don't understand okay. why her daughter didn't have an accent, but I guess, like, I think it's, and I, and I won't cop to my own prejudice about that. Like, I have my grandmother has an accent, and I don't, and like, I my my mother doesn't, but I have aunt to do. and I don't have an accent mm-hmm. at all. I mean, I don't have like a Mexican accent or a Spanish accent. Apparently were they blood colors? We all do. Huh? Were they? Were they, they blood? Were they that blood? Way. They made it seem that way. And the one that died. I they called her mom. Yeah, the one that died really did. Like they really did push a resemblance there. The other one. Yeah. Not so much. But she did yeah. keep saying, "My sister, my sister." Uh, mm-hmm. So I, at first, I thought it was like coveny type of like mother mother daughter kind of thing. But then as the episode uh-huh. went on, I, I got the idea that it was more like she was a witch who had daughters and raised her daughters to be witches as well. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that it's not super clear and they didn't specifically say, no, they're not blood, I'm going to go with sure they are. I mean, uh, I'm sure, you know, hey, maybe Meredith will contradict that. What do I know? But for now, I'm going to yeah. say yes, they were her real daughters. <laughs> and I really do think yeah. that with um, – uh, what's her name, Jesse, the one who died? I think so. Jesse, yeah. Um, yes, it was yeah. Jesse. It just flashed up. I swear. Um, they did, I, I think swear. they really did kind of push a resemblance there. And I think that that was a nice visual narrative thing to also be like, this is the daughter that resembles her mother the most. 
they're because she's a favorite, because she's the most like the mother, like that kind of thing. I thought visually that was cool. So a plus nod to whoever's idea that was, whether it was John as a director or just some, you know, hair and makeup thought it was a good thing to do, whatever. Uh, you'll notice who I'm not crediting mm-hmm. for that idea. That's purposeful. Mm. Uh, mm. But I do think I th- I thought that was I thought that was a nice a nice visual thing to do. Um, I also mm-hmm. like that for the, we finally. I've always thought about how weird that Supernatural had never thought to do voodoo dolls in any way. I was like, that's such a like, why have we never done that? And they finally did that, mm-hmm. and I like that. Um, I, I didn't like I how like Sam that. grabbed it and tossed it away at the end. I'm like, why did you toss it away? Why? I know you. He was knocking it out of her hand, but if he was that close, and he's, and you could try for it, grab it and and. Keep it and get your hair out of it. Well, so it can't I mean, be used against you anymore. He also knows that he doesn't have the time to unweave his hair from it. And having it on him while he's already the target, like, by throwing it, he creates the targets, himself and the doll, who are on equal sides. So in terms of, like, strategy of fighting, it's smart. I get your point, but in terms of, like, strategy, mm-hmm. like, yes, you create two targets versus one major target. Yeah. And I thought... I loved it, but but Dean shooting her in the gut shot, you know, I mean, I loved it because he's saving Sam, but I'm like, man, that was cold. (laughs) It's fine. I mean, it was cold. (laughs) (laughs) What? And the reason I don't have that much empathy, like, you know, Sam, Sam tried to reach out to her. Sam tried to give her, and I understand that, like, her mother's, you know, for all intents and purposes, she's an abused child, and her mother has her, her grip on her, and she, she knows that, you know, she goes back empty-handed, or her mother catches her, you know, she goes on the run, and her mother catches her, she's done for, and she knows it, but mm-hmm. she's also really enjoying torturing Sam with the doll, so there's that, but, yeah, you know, yeah. Sam does give her, despite her torturing him with the doll, and, his, you know, her being the threat, Sam mm-hmm. still has the empathy to give her the out, to tell her, you know, I'll give you what you want, and there's no indication that he's lying. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and even and before nice that, to he her earlier, to, too. Yeah, he offered cover to cover up the, his body yeah, thinking that, he, that she would care about that, because he understands. Yeah. Um, I do he's think the whole, nice like, person. super glue, he is yeah, so the whole decent. super glue toothpaste I mean, bonding uh, thing was I could have done without super glue because that's, no, I don't think that's something Dean would do, but thanks again, Meredith. Um, well, he's super glued to beer bottles I mean, with Sam's hand. <laughs> yeah, but do you your mouth? No. No, no, no that's that was the other way around. But, but, uh, but, but, but no, but that's the other way around. Something Sam else glued Dean's hand. Yeah, Sam glued Dean's hand. First of all, at that point, they're in their 20s. Second of all, there's a big difference between hand, like everybody has super glued their own hand. If you haven't, you're lying. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, I, having your kid brother brush his teeth with super glue. That's yeah, dangerous no, that's, and cruel. That's, yeah. I would have taken it if he put like like chili pepper in my toothpaste or something, you know, like that, I, I would believe, you know, or, or whatever. But I, I the super glue was, was nasty. And I don't think Dean would do that, especially, like you I said, to a little, that, a little kid. I do kid. think that um, Meredith's idea of Dean, based on her previous episodes, is, is much douchier than uh, 
Dean actually is. Um, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, she she had Dean send brushed Sam off to go to Rarina's apartment on his own and call it a milk run. Like first, there's never a milk run in their lives. Not never. only that, going to Rowena's apartment far from a milk run. You wanted to send him to the most powerful and Rowena's house far from a milk run. Yep. Yeah, like you know, the I, the, the fact is, is they should have Sam as well walking in there, but them prior to Sam going should have anticipated booby traps of a magical nature. I would have. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you live in you live in a warded bunker, so like the idea of that is not super far fetched. Yep. Yeah. So you know that was um, that was not written well. No, I get the I get the I, I get the I get the desire to have like a commiseration of of pranks and to have hers just be such an escalation compared to his. But I I still I I wasn't. I, I also didn't think, and maybe it's because, like, maybe I'm a little more twisted than most people. But I was like, those aren't even that. Like, yes, they were bad, but they weren't. There wasn't the impact in those, in, in everything that she listed. Like, I just didn't feel an impact aside from, like, oh, that would suck. But, like, I don't know if it was the line delivery, the direction, or the actual uh, uh, call call and pranks just for having a word to do. Like, I just didn't feel like they had a whole lot of impact. Mm-hmm. No, they were like, pretty nasty. Especially when she's talking about like the things she did, and then she goes, and then she got mean. Like I, I mean, you're mm-hmm. you're evil witches, so I don't know. I didn't feel like even after she got mean, was they really that mean? Um, I did kind of think, you know. I did. Ex- I she did killed her bunny. The- she turned her crush into a water balloon and then popped him. Turned her tongue into a snake. Those are pretty awful. <laughs> They're <laughs> awful, but they were so comedically awful. And like I said, I don't know if it was a delivery or what. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that it was it was a comedic awful, not a like holy shit kind of awful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe it was a delivery in the situation. I don't know. Um, I was also thinking watching that Sam and Dean, and I know it like pretty much takes away the entire premise for the episode almost, but Sam and Dean should have thought to go over to Rowena's apartment and check on it, clean it out, because you can't leave that important a place unattended. I mean, you'd figure Rowena would have it protected, but you can't leave it on its own because obviously sooner or later someone's going to try and get in and take it. And that's a lot of valuable spell work, rituals, um, um, possible artifacts and and things. They, They could have at least added to their stores. So they should have been proactive and gone over and, uh, cleaned it out quite frankly, but that would have taken away the episode or the re- episode would have yeah. been rewritten, rewritten completely. <laughs> but Oh, yeah. I, I, I agree that it was sloppy event to wait that long, but 
on the same hand again, then you lose the whole entire plot of the episode. So pick someone's hand. Well, and I'll, right. let it, I'll let it go that they did this didn't occur to them throughout like everything they've had to do and you know mourning her and, mm-hmm. and then having to yeah. deal with the whole Lola thing and and realizing Chuck isn't gone. Like I'll give them the I'll give them the like oh we just didn't get to that. Right. Yep. Um. <laughs> there was one tiny moment that it just it just amused me. I mean, Sam and Dean, you know, Sam's very competent and strong and smart and all that, but sometimes he's just so much like Dean's little brother. Dean is, is you know, he's he's been abrupt with uh, Eileen and Sam goes chasing after him and Dean's just walking away down the hall and Sam's going after him and, he, and, he's, and he's mad and he says, you know, I'll, we can't get God, but we can do this. And he grabs, he grabs Dean by the sleeve of his robe, like stop, you know. And it, it just made me, it just made me laugh. It was just like a little gesture, you know, <laughs> with everything that Sam is they are and so good. says and does. Garrett is, is so good at, <laughs> yeah, Garrett is so good at remembering he's the younger brother and playing it as the mm-hmm. little brother. He's really good mm-hmm. at that. Um, and Jensen not very naturally falls into like a big brother role with him, but like obviously he's older anyway, so it's very easy. But Jared, he's like mm-hmm. I said, he's not just good at being a younger brother; he's good at being the little brother. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Like moments like that, moments like that are just a really, really show like the care that, um, like I could see them both working out that moment. Mm-hmm. And I and I. It goes to show in those little things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know it's not for the greatest reason, but I like Dean shuffling around in his slippers and robe and his hot dog jammy pants and eating all the cereal. It's such a Dean thing. And all the sweet cereals that are bad for you and the the one ancient grain cereal that you know was Sam's. <laughs> he, he did not like that one bit. <laughs> so, no, that's fun, and I and I agree that. But I think I think I think Christy. She's not the only one, but Christy mentioned that you just know Jensen picked out those hot dog pants <laughs> to wear. Probably. Which always makes me think because I don't I don't do weird pajama pants like they're just not my not my jam. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I just find it's not a thing I do. But it always reminds me there's a scene in Gilmore Girls where Lorelai says I don't do funny bottoms, which is real, it's <laughs> always been a weird it's always been a weird line to me like double entendre way. Mm-hmm. But like it is also the things of like oh yeah I don't wear weird pajama pants either. Um, so like every time you have to say that, I'm like, no. And so like when those times, all I could hear in my head was, I don't do funny bottoms, which, you know, whatever. <laughs> but apparently you Dean does. <laughs> yeah. But apparently you Dean does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the weirdest thing on my pajama bottoms are polar bears. Sure. No, Not that weird no. at all. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. But yeah, and like right now I'm watching the entire scene of the fight between 
uh, mm-hmm. Eddie and Jesse and just the mess they're making with the books and the furniture is just. Oh. And it could have been such a cool effect to have Eileen throw her and her go through the wall and then reappear right there next to her. Like, no, let's go. Mm-hmm. Cause I will give you that like ghosts can hurt each other. Okay. Like we've seen ghosts, have, you know, gather enough energy to hurt a human to mm-hmm. hurt something corporeal. So we've seen that. So I'll totally right. give you that two ghosts can get out easily with each other, but I still think mm-hmm. <sighs> so unnecessary. Yeah. And Jesse was a pretty experienced ghost really fast. I mean, yeah. doesn't it take well, ghosts okay, a little time to, to which, yeah, but eh. um, and now they can't use that spell again to bring someone back. Supposedly, every time you use it, death closes the loophole. We don't let you. She doesn't let you do it again. Whatever. Yeah, until yeah. Do it. Who knows? It's more Never. new canon. It's more new canon. You know, like yeah, like <laughs> don't give me canon if you're just going to like. Tell me that your none of your canon matters. I'm not, I don't care. I don't care enough. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there was another uh, story in this episode. Um, yeah, I didn't understand it. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like I, I was like, you know, it's. I, like, it's no secret that especially you and I are not fans of Castiel. Uh, But this is actually Mm -hmm. the most enjoyable I have found Castiel since the time he, like, face slammed two demons. I literally, Mm. it's been that long since I genuinely enjoyed him. And I thought this was a nice way for Cass to not be, like, he was competent. Like, they met, like, as much as they, whenever he goes on a hunt, they play him for the jester. And it's so tired. Mm -hmm. So, so tired. So it was nice to see him just be fairly competent and, you know, go in mm-hmm. there and be like, I'm this agent, this is who I am, and not, like, do the upside-down badge thing again or, the, you know, the twisted this or the bumbling right. that. Like, he was thoroughly competent. Um, yeah. And I – that was, that was you know, I didn't dislike the beast. And I, I – again, real life, Eileen, made a good point that this is how it should have always been a main story that involves the brothers and their hunt and a B storyline for Cass. And that not only does it make more sense, like it just gave the, it gave it a better flow for the episode. This episode, despite having two separate storylines was not as jarring as, Mm -hmm. as even last episode that only had one storyline. So I, I think that was really what I, I, like I said, the only thing is I, 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 I watched the episode twice and I had a hard time paying enough attention to figure out why it was a gin. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, first I thought blood, blood drained must be a vampire. Like <laughs> but I okay. Just, and I think, and again, it goes back to, I don't see why it had to be a gin and then you have, Cast have the entirely like you have a you have a monster that you have beaten into our heads has to die a very specific way, mm-hmm. and then just go oh no and he does don't worry about it now I'll 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 give you that maybe angel blades are made of silver, but it's still lamb blood, but there's no lamb blood 
present, not one bit. And I, okay, and then, <laughs> and then, and then Cass, you know, takes out all his anger and frustration. I get it. He rants. He rants at the sheriff, but he's really talking about God. I, I gotcha. And he stabs the hell out of that gin. I know he's not supposed to die because he didn't have Lancelot, but whatever. He, he stabbed the hell out of him over and over and over in front of the mother and her son. And they don't run screaming from him. I know, I know he's saved him, but he looks crazed. And then he comes over and he's like, oh, can I heal you? And I'm like, I wouldn't have let him touch me at that point. You know? I'm like, you just stabbed that guy to death. You're covered in blood. And you were screaming about him. So, yeah, no. <laughs> but, and then he tells them crazy stories about, you know, monsters and whatever. And, and, and he healed Caleb's ankle, but he looked like he was having a hard time doing it. Like he was running out of oh, yeah. juice at the end, which again, powers come, go. They're sort of there. They're strong. There's nothing well, but consistent this is about them, and nobody ever explains. Well, this is purposeful. I'm, I'm sure I mean, he does is, say but, he but, does say in episode three that his powers are failing, and no one was listening to him say that. However, no, he hadn't actually said that before. Before it was just a who knows what you're what you can do and what you can't. Don't know. But he does specifically mm-hmm. say that his powers are failing. Um, I think it's weird to show it so readily. I don't know if the intent was to show that like. He has a, a, a limited power reserve, but like the gin is shooting him, and he's healing himself when that's not even necessary. The mm-hmm. bullet can't hurt you. Why are you killing yourself? And you're purposely showing me that he's healing himself because you're using the same sound and light as when he goes to heal the boy. So again, visual cues. You're telling me it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, you know whatever the purpose was. The purpose was to show us that his powers are are dying essentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what that means mm-hmm. in terms of like if he and I and I'll be honest, I don't even care. There's two options: either yeah, he gets his well, powers back or he becomes human. I don't care either way. Yeah, unless. There's a point where they've both been done. They've both been done before, so this is just once again mm-hmm. we don't know what to do with Cass, so let's do this. Yeah, and if he's needed for something for Sam, as we've speculated, because there's a point where Dean prays to him. The only reason he'd do that is to help Sam, and if Cass has no powers or dwindling powers and can't help Sam, might make for a good cliffhanger, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, speaking of, of Cass still in his storyline, um, I like that the sheriff wanted to talk to his supervisor at the FBI and they still have all the phones that like Bobby used to have that connect to the FBI, the CIA and blah, blah, blah. And Dean looks a little surprised to hear the FBI phone ring, but he goes and answers it <laughs> and, it's, and it's Cass and does he say anything to Cass except Sam's been trying to reach you. You haven't answered Sam's messages. <laughs> it's like, 
I don't care about me. I don't care about you. But how dare you not respond to my brother who was trying to be nice and find out what happened to you and be helpful. I'm like, oh, Dean doesn't care about anything else except Sam. <laughs> it made me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Part mm-hmm. of the court. Yep. Yep. Totally a thing. But and um, also, Cass says he's Agent Warley. I just who is that? That alias. She said, I don't I care. All, all are, I'm here you know, for is the one thing. The one thing that I was like, oh, Meredith is pondering to me. I go by Clarence again. Are we okay? I'm here for that. Uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. I would be somebody. I'm curious. Like, who will admit to never? I very rarely get unless they're super blatant. I very rarely get the aliases. I don't even pay that much attention to the aliases. I mean, if you want to give Mm -hmm. me like, like yes, obviously, even though I've never seen Star Wars, I get the Star Wars references. I get like twenty percent of the musical. Camel and Ford. Yeah, like I just, mm-hmm. I know it's not a big, I and I know that for some people it is, and I totally get that. It's just never been something that, like, I've been like, ooh, what is that? Yeah, like, I don't. And for yeah. I was just curious. What and <laughs> Cass usually picks, well, Cass usually picks something dumb like Beyonce, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, I don't know who Warley is, so I was kind of curious. And also when he, when he okay. gets angry at the sheriff and he says, because he says Agent Warley, and he says, special Agent Warley. Well, you know, that doesn't mean a thing. Did you know special means absolutely nothing? And there is, everybody's a special agent for the FBI. Because I, I asked an FBI agent that once. I said, I said when you say you're the, you're the special agent or special agent, you know, whatever in the FBI, what does that mean? And he said, and he told me, he goes, nothing. It's just, it's the title. No, it, it's well, nothing it, it different. you're a federal agent. It means that you're a federal agent. So in terms of like well, that's your title, but it. But there's not like yeah, FBI like agent, you can be, special agent. You can there's be an no, officer. There's no difference between yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like it's just mm-hmm. like if you're a detective, you're still a cop. You're just like that's your, you know, for all intents and purposes, it's your rank. Um, but I do. There is actually a scene in Bones where uh, David Boreanaz's character says, "Special agent Seely Booth, special." So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you already, yeah. by the time you Doesn't see it, it's pretty damn special. I'm not going to lie. Like, that's hard. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> like, no, no, I wasn't saying he should have been, but I was curious, was there some kind of, was there some kind of rank where you start out as an agent and then go up, move up to special agent? Well, there isn't. They're, you're just special agent Mulder or whatever. So, yeah. I was just curious. I asked him. <laughs> but but then there's special agent in charge, which is definitely a step up. Mm-hmm. Right. Should we yeah, talk about the final scene with the brothers? Hmm? Sure. Because that was a nice scene. And we've gotten a few... Um, nice brother scenes lately it's you know gotta hold them while we can and I really really liked it and I like Dean 
telling Sam, you know, you did good today, and I did jack. And Sam says, you know, come on, you saved my ass and killed a witch. So they're like, hmm. And Sam giving Dean a little pep talk or, or trying to tell him, reminding him, you know, we're the guys that break the rules. And they are all, all the time. And I love him saying, I, I can't do it without you, just like I couldn't do it today without you. I need my brother. And I love that stuff. And I can, I'll listen to that all day long. I could have just an hour of Sam and Dean saying, I need my brother a hundred different ways, and I would be just fine with that episode. I love it. It was a great scene. Um, and before I continue, you know, to harp on Eileen's point earlier about being friend zoned. <laughs> again, if you're you're wet and naked in a towel in front of uh, Winchester, he goes, "Well, that's great. Go take a nap. I got to talk to my brother." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. Gotta go talk um, to Dean and have a beer. <laughs> yeah, like, like yes, yes, you've had a long day. Just, just, just take a nap. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but I. Yeah, I like and I like that Dean was waiting for him with you know, you know a beer at the ready. Mhm. I just and I enjoy the the reiteration of we need to be a team. Yes, we're stronger together. And I like Dean just rolling the beer bottle over to him. You know, yeah, that instead was, of sliding that was it. it or. Tossing it is a little different. Just roll this over to him. And great scene. So it's a great scene. Sam's telling Dean, "Got to do this together. I can't do this without you." And you know, you know, Dean will be there for Sam until apparently next week. <laughs> When they showed the preview for the episode in next week and Dean suddenly decides, uh, yeah, we need to be together and we need to do this together, but I'm going to go off on my own. I mean, here's so, the thing. I'm not I super – well, it's not, it's not next week. It's going to be in two weeks because next week's um, – Oh, that's right. Next episode, um, two weeks. Yeah. So that'll episode. be December the 5th. Um, yeah. I'm trying to really not judge that. that yeah, I'm trying not to judge that too harshly because, for one, we know that Christian Kane filmed very little of this episode. Um, I think two days. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to not be old. I'm, I'm annoyed at the idea of what's going to surround because, again, it's one of those, like, did nobody pay attention to canon? Nobody? No? Okay, cool. Uh, uh, so it's hard, it's hard to not get upset about that preemptively when you're pushing that aspect on me. So unless you're going to give me mm-hmm. a reason within the episode, I'm, again, I don't, I, I, I understand Jensen Ackles is really enjoying his, his singing career right now and good for him. The parts of his album I've heard are really good. Uh, and 
I enjoy him singing, and I'm glad that they, they you know, they, they've had the Impalas as a, as a you know, a, their little side project at work for a very long time, and I'm happy for them to get to, like, play on screen and all. The fact is, it's just because it's fun mm. doesn't mean it makes sense, doesn't mean that your general audience should care, and I don't mean fandom. Yes, you're giving great nods to fandom. Fandom is not the majority of your viewing audience. It's just simply not. And writing mm. for and constantly talking to fandom versus your audience is just very tiresome. But I'm trying to keep yep. an open mind about the episode just because, and I recognize me trying to keep an open mind is a, is a bias, but just because I like Christian Kane, I'm trying to be like chill, but I'm already preemptively mm-hmm. annoyed, but I try not to get annoyed until I have concrete reasons. So I'm going to hold off on that for mm-hmm. now. Um, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I hope there's a reason. We'll see how it plays out. I don't like, I don't like, and again, I don't know the reasons, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the whole thing. I don't like Dean off on his own. Um, I'll wait and see. I know I know what you're talking about with the canon thing, and it, it, just, it just made me angry the first time I heard about it. But again, maybe, like you said, there's a reason in the episode for it, and we'll see. But again, nobody paid any attention to the fact that it's well-known canon that this doesn't usually, this does not happen. It does not, it's not the facts, but we'll see what happens. I too like Christian Kane very much. Um, I used to think years ago on and off, well, you should guest star on Supernatural, you know, he's, uh, he'd be great for that, but we'll see. We'll see. Again, trying not to get too angry until I have an actual video reason in front of me, but um, things, certain things don't bode well, but we will find out. Maybe I'll love it. Maybe it'll be perfect. I hope, I hope uh, uh, Jared's in a scene with Christian. Maybe not. Maybe it was just the one thing and it's only Jensen. I don't know, but it would have been great for all three of them in a scene together, but we shall see. Yes, yep. Uh, we will see that um, on, like I said, December 5th. December 5th, and then there's one more episode um, on December 12th, and mm-hmm. that's and it that'll until be the January. Finale. That'll be the mid-season finale, and they are not back until later on in January, um, which is par for the course for this time of year. Um, also, the ratings were not, I mean, they've been down, but they were really down. <laughs> and But I don't think it was that unusual. Isn't that also, it's like almost holiday time. And isn't it about usual this time? The ratings maybe dip a little bit because it's almost holiday oh, yeah, time. But it's, it's completely normal. I didn't think it was um, that unusual. It's one of the reasons why there's usually not an episode, a new episode during the actual holiday weekend, but because of the fact that this is an aborted season, they kind of had no choice Mm -hmm. this year. Um, It was either Mm -hmm. air on the holiday or the week before, but this is a time of year where everyone kind of expects their ratings to dip a little because people have to go do other things. They have to go prepare for holidays. They have to, you know, just they're out and about more. Um, And then... Mm -hmm. You know, that's 
still kind of goes on through like the middle of January. Things pick back up in February uh, because they just do. People start paying attention to their TV more. But yeah, friend, um, I mean, yeah. and also the I, and other the shows were down. It's as hard well. to really, it's hard to really can be concerned about the ratings because we're not worried about a pickup. So uh, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I'm not even really looking at ratings this season because I don't see the point. I mean, it's, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else about this episode we need to discuss, want to discuss? Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. Oh, one <laughs> one just tiny little thing. When Sam and Eileen first go in Rowena's secret magic room and Sam reaches up and pulls the chain and turns on the light, all I could think is, how did Rowena reach that short chain when Jared and Sam to. had to reach up? She didn't have to. No. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, and I say that as someone who I'm, all, I'm like five nine uh, and some change, so I'm fairly tall. And I always mm-hmm. have this thing of like when I do something for every now and then, especially if I struggle to reach for it, I always think, how do short people function? Like, how do you guys reach coffee cups? How 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 <laughs> how does that happen? Like, do you just carry a step so they don't everywhere? put them on? We do. They don't put them on the top shelf. <laughs> Everything they need so stays like, on the like top shelf. I don't have, like, even with me, like, I have to reach pretty, like, give a good reach for the lowest shelf of my cupboard. My grandmother, who lives in the mm-hmm. same house, like, if this is my family home, so my grandparents lived in this home before I did. I, she's four foot ten-ish? Mm-hmm. I, like, all of our light switches are low, but our cupboards aren't. It's really weird. But, yeah, I just have that thought all the time, like, especially, like, like with showers and stuff. Like, how do you guys get shower pressure? You're way down there. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's just got to be such a weird perspective to be, like, in the five-foot to five-two area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm five-six, so I'm not yeah. super tall, and I'm not really short. I'm just, like, right in the middle. <laughs> no, um, and like I'm five nine, so the world is kind of built for me, because most men are around five ten to six foot, and the world is built for men. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. So the world is kind of built mm-hmm. to my proportions, and so I just find it fascinating. Like I always think, like one of my best friends in high school was five foot even, and so even in like her highest heels, she was still like five four. I was like, you're that mm-hmm. short. Now, like I just, I always find it fascinating, and I have really short family members, like really short family members. So yeah, but my 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 answer for that being Rowena is she's a witch. She doesn't need to reach for it, but yes, I do get what you mean. Yeah, and she may not always do that. Kind of like why waste the magic on something you don't have to? You you know what I mean? Kind of. But, well, I mean, um, for Rowena, it yeah. wasn't a waste. It was just part of her. So it's not like she had a reserve of it that she needed to, like, moderate. Mm-hmm. So I think for mm-hmm. her, I think about with Rowena the same way I would think about, like, for myself, if I had actual, like, magical powers. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things that I would really shortcut in my life. Mostly anything to do with the getting up. 
or reaching for mm-hmm. things. Yeah, that would be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've often wished for the force so I could just reach for something across the room and it would just come to me. <laughs> so I would not have to get up and that way. Yep. All right. If there's nothing else about the episode and there's no other news or anything we need to mention, we've already mentioned that we are we are not on next week, so there will be no podcast next week. Uh, happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate. Um, anything else? I guess nope. we can say goodnight otherwise. All right. Well, Night. thanks, everybody, for listening. Night, everyone. We appreciate it. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you. Bye. Good night. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.